Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 332. On this episode, we'll be talking a little bit about some announcements of shows giving us their final seasons, and then a couple of renewals, and then we'll be talking about our adventures down at San Diego Comic-Con 2016. Plus, we've got some uh, TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 332. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. I'm Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray. <laughs> Are you sure, Kyle, that your last name is Nolan? Are I know. I wasn't sure. I was debating. Do I give my last name? Do I not give my last name? And then so there was that slight pause. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to give my last name too? <laughs> uh, no, we don't want to. Uh, they can just find you on the internet. Me- so. Mess with the mess with the mystery of Ray from the internet. Hmm. Okay. All right. So we're all back in our places of residence uh, after having spent the week in San Diego for Comic Con. So I'm on this uh, string of podcasts where I'm either recording with the people in the same room or recording with people that I just saw a couple days ago. Next week will be weird because I won't have seen anybody probably that'll be. You just have to ask random people in Seattle that you (laughs) meet. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Start off with some news. First up, AMC announced uh, today... as we're recording this, that uh, season four of Turn, Washington Spies, will be its last. I uh, enjoyed the first two seasons. I haven't watched the third yet, but. I don't even know what this show is. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. It's about the spy ring that helped the Americans win the war against the British. Okay, that doesn't help me, but thanks. It's on, it's on AMC. <laughs> okay. It stars the, the guy who played Billy Elliot. Is this the What's His Faces show from Lost? Carlton Cuse? Yeah. I don't think he has anything to do with this one. Okay. And then uh, back last week during Comic Con, the CW slash Warner Brothers announced that The Vampire Diaries season eight will be its last. And MTV also announced Teen Wolf season six will be its last as well. So everyone that's just still in it because they they started watching can finally <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. That they can finally stop watching. Yes. And with MTV, they're going to do, I'm not sure exactly how many episodes, but they're going to do enough episodes that the 100th episode will be their last episode. Hmm. Netflix announced that they have renewed Daredevil for a third season, which I'm sure i sure we all just assumed was going to happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, Stars also announced that uh, Black Sails season four will be its last. Then a Sci-Fi announced uh, that Winona Earp has been renewed for a second season. Which was so annoying. We knew, because I was in that press room and they were like, we're making an announcement at our panel, so we can't say if we're renewed or not. But why would you go all the way there if you're not going to be renewed? Yeah, why would you be holding a a, a panel at Comic-Con for a show that just ended its first season and... If you weren't going to, if you didn't know you were going to have a second season, uh, that would be an oddity. But also one of the things that uh, is annoying about having the press room 
before the panel. <laughs> well, then you just get the, well, let's just say you were a nude. <laughs> what would you... <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, uh, USA Network is going to push uh, the premiere of Shooter uh, into the fall at some point. doesn't have a specific date. It was supposed to start, I think, on the 12th, and then they decided to push it a week, and then they decided to push it a couple months out of sensitivity to uh, recent shootings that uh, they decided they didn't want to premiere in the middle of that. The problem is there's no good time. <laughs> so hopefully there won't be any more in the fall. That's always an odd one to me. I mean, I sort of get it, but then it makes it one of those things that if it's insensitive, then why is it not just insensitive any time to have a show uh, like that? But that's, you know, the it's same story as the movie, you know, guy gets set up. Uh, in an assassination attempt on the president, and then uh, people are trying to track him down, even though he didn't do it. So, uh, yeah, I guess they decided they didn't want to have a, a, a show about a sniper right after somebody was shooting cops and things like that, and all the other various things that have gone on here recently. And on that really super note, we'll jump into <laughs> our San Diego Comic-Con recap 2016 the first question I have is, what is the best panel uh, you attended each day, if you attended any panels? Kyle, did you get to any panels besides the one we attended on Sunday? Nope. The only one I went to is the 24 Legacy panel on Sunday. So the half a panel Kyle and I went to on Sunday is Kyle's favorite panel of the con. And my least favorite. Oh, we didn't get to that question yet. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't really anything like spectacular because I had gone to the press room right beforehand and it was all the same information. Although they did show some clips, which the show looks like it's just as action-packed as uh, the original series. So it should be entertaining. Yeah, because we missed the prison break half of the uh, of the panel trying to get in because of all the Pokemon Go people that were in line for Hall H, which was coming after the one that we wanted to see after hall H being the thing that you could walk into all week, <laughs> every day you could pretty much walk. seem that all I heard was people talking about how you could just walk right into hall H. Not when you went, not when I went nope. <laughs> and it was empty. It was just really slow for them to load people in. Yeah. That is the one, the one flaw of the RFID tap in, you know, system that they had for uh, the new badges this year is every place else. When you're going into a room, you've already tapped into the building. Right. But not that long. But not Hall H. Hall H, you got to. And so everybody has to stop and tap their badge on the little thing to get it to read it. That's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> They got to work on that. That And so I think that also caused problem. It caused the slowing of getting people actually into the room because you couldn't just walk. You know, everybody had to stop for a second or two as they were going through. You could just walk in. And then you also have to tap on your way out, too. So that slows the exit. Well, not at Hall H, though. They didn't have that was the that was also the odd thing is they had no place to tap out for Hall H. When you left, 
they don't have any tracking data on how many people left Hall H at any given time. Just how many people were going in. Did they exit you back out into the convention center? No, you. No, we left out the side. If if you went, if you went out, yeah, you go out the side door. There side doors. There were no. Did you have Did you have trouble when you tapped back in then, or did you not tap back in? No, I went right back into the convention no, center. No, we went and back into the no. convention center and it, and it let us in. So weird. Yeah, it, I, it was strange. I don't know. Maybe it taps you in and taps you out. Of the <laughs> <laughs> they're in, they're out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was strange. Uh, how about uh, how about you, Ray? Best panel. I only ended up going to four. Well, three that I was going to, and one that I sat through. I went to the 100, and that was good. It was better than I thought it would be because I was a little afraid of what it was going to turn into. I also don't like to really know that much information, you guys, about the next season, so it's hard for me these days <laughs> to go to these panels. But I thought the cast that they had on that panel uh, was good. Like They were a good mix of people, so um, we got some stories that we haven't gotten before, and... The audience actually asked good questions, so we got some good answers. So, like, the audience asked, like, the female cast members how how they enjoyed being on a show that lets them have a, kind of a different female role than other shows. And as um, Lindsay Morgan pointed out, you know, like, we, women are have always been complicated. <laughs> um, it's just nice to finally be on shows where you're allowed to be complicated instead of being the girlfriend or the um, sidekick or whatever. I went and saw an author, a spotlight on Shauna McGuire. Her, her panel was good. And then my favorite panel of the con was Animaniacs Live on Sunday. And has made me watch all of the Animaniacs over again. <laughs> and then a shout out to DC, My Secret Origin, which is the panel I sat through for Animaniacs Live and was actually really good. I mean, it was, I don't know who the people were on the panel, they were all just different DC writers, um, comic writers, but they were they were all very funny. Um, they engaged the audience a lot. Like they asked the audience a lot of questions that led to more stories from those guys. So it was actually a really good panel. There we have it. That's always an interesting thing too. Sometimes when you get into a room at Comic Con to sit, you end up sitting through something and you're not sure what it's going to be because you want the next thing. Right. But every once in a while, you get to see something that's interesting that that you hadn't expected to see. So uh, that can be a bonus uh, for me. Panel wise, I did one and a half. <laughs> and technically one wasn't really a panel. It was just a screening of the upcoming sh show on USA network called falling water. When was that? Like what day was that? That was on Thursday. And they really don't do any kind of panel with their, they just, they just, the, well, they only had uh, the creator or the co-creator and the, and one other executive producer yeah. there and they came out and they introduced it, you know, so they said a little bit about it, but then they just played the episode. And when the episode was over, that panel was over and they didn't, they didn't come back out and say anything else. That's weird. And so that was, uh. I did that because I was going to go to the press room to, and I wanted to see uh, the episode. Unfortunately, seeing the episode didn't help me out <laughs> in, in being able to ask any questions because, uh, but during the press room, the explanation of the show 
maybe it'll match up in episodes two and three, but and maybe they weren't trying to trick you, as as the uh, co-creator said, uh, even because it's a show about uh, these people, uh, or that the idea being is that everybody dreams, and that everybody's dreams are connected, but you only see yours. But there are a few people that have a heightened sense and can see into other people's dreams and potentially even do things in their dreams to make them dream a certain way or about certain things or or whatnot. And it's about three people that have that we're following that that sort of have this heightened sense but don't know what it is and so you're following them in their dream world and and then also in the real world and he said that they'll that you'll learn the language of the show so that you'll know when it's a dream and when it's not i did not learn that <laughs> in the first episode he did say that after a couple episodes after the he said after the cold wa- dropping you into the cold water bath of the first episode that you'll learn the language over the next couple or whatever uh, but I lost the thread halfway through, and I couldn't tell what was a dream and what was real, or what was things you know in the second half of the episode. And so, what was the other reaction? Like, what did it seem like everybody else in the room thought? Uh, you got that? Could you tell? Uh, uh, that was uh, that was nice. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sort of that, that tempered like, well, we, should we applaud? I guess we should. Some of us, yay. and then it. And then the lights came on and people just got up and laughed, you know, that weren't hmm. that, that weren't there for whatever the next thing was in the room. So that was that was interesting. I do. After listening to them talk, I do want to see like a couple more episodes and maybe even watch the first episode again to see where I missed or like I didn't pick up on the right clues or something for what the music was like when you're in a dream sequence and what it's different when you know, so I don't know. It didn't really draw me in, I guess. Like I say, although the actors in it were good. I mean, most of America won't get that same experience of getting them telling you that. So. Yeah, that's that's the that's the problem. Most people may watch just the first episode and not have you know not have that explanation correct. Where they might give it another episode, they might just get lost in the first one and go, "Yeah, no." Uh, and move along. And then the only other panel I saw was the uh, second half of the Prison Break uh, 24 Legacy uh, panel, and we saw the 24 Legacy half of it. Uh, and it was it was cool to see some. They had like the opening, like the opening clip, like how it opens, uh, and then they showed another clip uh, later on, which they've which you've seen small bits of in in the trailer, but so. You, but it, like Kyle said, you got a good explanation of or seeing like how much sort of action and stuff like that, that they will be. It's once again, over the top, <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but entertaining. Uh, yes. Uh, but that was, you know, that was good. It was, I actually, as I, as I said, I actually stood in line to get in for that half a panel. <laughs> For Hall H, which I have never done uh, before, uh, this being the eighth time going, and had never had been in Hall H, but never stood in line to get into Hall H. 
uh, before. So that was a new experience. So I actually stood in line for two panels uh, this year after standing in line for no panels last year, I believe. But tried to uh, switch things up a little bit. Tried to do a few more things outside of uh, press rooms and, and things of that nature. Huh. But over uh, overall, what uh, what else did you do on... Well, on Wednesday, Kyle, that was your day to uh, go through preview night, get through as many of the uh, TV-related things and and whatnot that you wanted to see on the floor. Uh, did you did you you didn't quite get to everything because you went to a couple more things on Sunday? Yeah. So on the on the first night, what I did was I I went back to my old tried and true strategy of as soon as those doors open, I run and grab a a poster tube from the Fox booth and then head over to the walking dead booth to get the photo ops there. So they had like two things this year where first they had the whole Negan scene, like recreated with all 11 people all on their knees and you could like sort of kneel down yeah, somewhere in that thing. You could be the 12th. Be, you could be the 12th one and get your photo taken. So I of course did that. And then they also had one for fear of the walking dead, which was like a, part of an airplane so you got to sit in the seat and these zombies were like leaning over you uh they had people all made up in makeup and so they were all leaning over you um and then after that i had gone over mgm had a booth for x-men apocalypse and inside that you went into this little room where they had like eight people at a time and you split up into teams of two and it was one of those escape the room type of things so each team of two was working on a different puzzle and then those would unlock keys to the final puzzle and then you all had to work together to uh to solve that and and break out of the the uh pyramid or whatever we're in i haven't seen the movie yet so i didn't know exactly how it was related to the movie but that was entertaining um tbs had a booth uh for both people of earth and for conan uh so the people of earth is some new show that they're that's coming about like survivors of alien abduction who are in those like this survivor group and they're all like uh just having conversations helping each other out uh but so that booth that was weird like when you walked up there was like this mannequin dressed up like a human but it had like a deer head and every once in a while it would just like the head would move and it would just say don't get weird <laughs> and so like i didn't know what was going on with that but once you walked in you you entered this little like square booth with all these like lights were shining down i don't know if it was supposed to be like you were being abducted but they would flash and and shine and then all of a sudden like this alien head showed up on the screen in front of you and like it's like this alien curse he's like hey he's like looking right at me what am i supposed to do like i i don't know like he's staring right at me and like then it would do some stuff and then it would tell you if you were special or not i i don't i both times i did this thing i it said i was special but when you walk out then it, they give you a t-shirt uh saying whether you're special or not Let's see, what else did I do? A ABC had, like, a giant White House uh, set up. Uh, I didn't go into that. The line was too long, but it looked like basically, like, the, the exterior looked like the White House. And then when you walk in, it was just a room made up to look like part of the White House. And they showed you the trailer of uh, Designated Survivor, and then you, you walked out. Oh, and then the, the, oh, back to the Conan one. So the Conan booth, basically they had these giant plastic Conan heads that you would stick on and inside were like VR glasses. And so then you would you use the VR glasses to turn and activate like the they had some little 
uh, game set up for like their pop figures that they had uh, this year. So like you could, if you stare, if you stared at one, it would come to life. Like they had a, a Ghostbuster one. Like when you stared at it, all of a sudden it would start using its like um, proton beam and and start shooting stuff because it was all set inside of some like office building and so it would start activating its proton beam and they had the other four all around that were doing stuff as well like when you stared at them um and then i also uh walked around there was like a a booth that had um some writer from Futurama, uh, not Futurama, uh, Bob's Burgers, he, or a, uh, animator from Bob's Burgers, like, so he was also, he did the show for four years and the, uh, and the comics, so he was there, and if you bought something, he would Bob Burger you, so he drew me as a Bob's Burger character. Um. Where was that again? Uh, that was way off in, like, the 2000s, like, in the, in the comic yeah. section. Okay. He had this guy had his, his own booth. Uh, it was uh, based off his own company, so he was selling the comics there and other work that he's done. Okay, gotcha. Um, Sorry, I didn't I, interrupt. No problem. Uh, I think that's all I did that day. I mean, I went back on Sunday and I saw like the Vikings booth there, and I asked them what it was, and they're like, "Oh, it's a snake pit." And I was like, hey, wait, that like an actual snake pit? He's like, yeah, yeah, there's real snakes in there. And I was like, uh, that's okay. I don't need to wait in line for this one. He's like, but when else are you going to have the chance to have like a boa constrictor and a, and a viper or something like going around you? No, uh, I hope I never have that that opportunity <laughs> again. <laughs> so that that one I saw again, that one I had seen on Sunday. They, I also saw they had like a... Um, I don't know if you've seen it going around like uh, on YouTube. There's like a trailer for a fan made live action Futurama thing. And so those people had a booth uh, for their movie that they created. Uh, They had all kinds of props from their their movie and part of their set there. And the actor who plays Fry in their movie. And so you could go around and sit in there and and just look at all the, the props and things. So that was interesting. Uh, I think that's pretty much most of what I did on the show floor. Now you did American God, didn't you? Oh, I did walk through that. Yeah. By the time I went through that, I don't know if there was more to it before because they were giving out like swag and stuff. But there was no line when I went. Basically, you just walked into like this cave that they set up and they had all these like neon lights in there and this like uh, buffalo or something with like demon red eyes. And you could just get your picture taken with that thing. They had like bones and skulls on the ground. They're like, pick up one and do something with it in the photo. So, okay. I saw the person in front of me, like pick up the bone, like they were going to smash the Buffalo. So I just did the same thing as they did. Someone else picked up like a a bony hand, a skeleton hand and started doing stuff with that. Like, no, that's okay. I don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Were they out of swag when you went through it? Yeah, they were all out. This oh, was a, okay, on Sunday. Fine. So I don't know what they're giving out. I think you pulled no, like early, some. Yeah. Earlier in the day, they had the swag. It was a like a tote bag and a T-shirt. Because I briefly thought about getting in line for it, but the line was literally against the wall and too deep. And I was like, nope, too wild, like too rows deep. Yeah, there was no line at this time. And that's when I realized why there was no line because they had grown out of swag. <laughs> they were so. sorry, sorry, no swag. And people were like, I don't want my t- picture taken with a buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Ray? Did you venture into the uh, convention floor? I did. I actually, I think I went to the floor except for Wednesday. I think I might have gone every day. No, not Saturday. Did 
Psycho Saturday? I don't know. I didn't do any of the things <laughs> that Kyle did, however. Like, I spent a lot of money on the floor. <laughs> um, I went to a lot of the the book publisher booths because I uh, enjoy getting... They always have, like, little buttons and things that I like, but I also like to check what their preview... They have, like, little... Sometimes they get actual books. And at least twice I got a card for signing and got an actual book signed. Um and then they also give out other books, but I didn't grab any books at that time. I just, um, I was just checking out their little preview ones. Um, and then, and got tote bags. That's one thing they always give out too. I mean, I guess everybody kind of gives out bags, but, <laughs> um, I went to entertainment earth and got something that I will mention later for my swag thing through the swag question. Um, uh, but because I, went there with a friend and her dad had walked up while we were standing there. Um, the cast of Scorpion was signing. Uh, and I don't know what they were signing. I don't watch the show. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, I don't watch the show. They were signing some, like they must've done an episode where I don't, it was either, it wasn't Bob's burgers. It was one of the other like animated shows I don't know if they did the show as animated or what they did, but the the poster had them animated like that TV show. Um, so it wasn't like a poster that had their pictures on it. It was just an animated version of them. Uh, and they, so I went through that line because her dad wanted to stop and get the thing signed. And I mean, literally I went through the signing line. I'm like, I, have, I mean, I know who Catherine McPhee is, <laughs> but I don't know the show. Um, luckily the person in front of me was taking pictures. So by the time it got to me, they were like rushing me through the line. So I didn't actually have to pretend to love them. I As I sure. had them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally didn't say anything at all because they were rushing me through the line. I'm like, thanks, <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for signing my poster. Uh, and I immediately handed the poster off to her dad. So apparently he watches, so he knew. Anyway, um, so I did that. I got caught in the supernatural signing crush. I'm sure people have seen pictures of that. If you're a Supernatural fan, you've certainly seen what that's like around the Warner Brothers booth when those guys are signing. Um, it gets a little crazy. And I did do the Harry, like, so Warner Brothers also had for Fantastic Beasts, Fantastic Beasts, um, the new, what is that, a prequel Harry Potter movie? I believe so. Yeah, I can't. They had a thing where you could, like, wave the wand and it would make a little movie of you doing a spell. Um, so I did that. So if you, if I posted my, I posted it. So if you go look at my Twitter feed, I think is where I posted, um, it ha like has my doing the spell, which you guys don't care about, but it also has the trailer at the end of that. So that works out well for them because they get people to watch their friends doing a spell and then watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I did that, which there was no line the, the day I did it, which must have been. Thursday, I think. Um, but they weren't giving out any kind of swag or anything related to it. You literally just got the little movie you did, which is funny because there's somebody who got in line behind me who was like, what's this line for? And I was like, if you can, you know, how do you explain it? Like, no, you just get to wave the wand. And she's like, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She's like, she's like looking at her husband. Like, should we stand in line for it? I'm like, she's like, well, we haven't stood in line for anything else. What's stand in line for this? I'm like, what? Well, how do you don't even care? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, <laughs> so no, from that day forward, I know, right? From that day forward, I'm like, every time I see a line, I'm like, are these people just in line to be in line? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like they see a line and think they need to stand in line? It's, yeah, um, it's, it's, 
it's 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 very much the the FOMO effect. It's the <laughs> and fear that they Crazy. might be missing out on something that they don't know about. But yeah, I don't know that they just get in line because everybody else is standing in line. I mean, I give her credit. She actually asked me, right, like what it was for. (laughs) But instead of just getting behind me and standing there. Go ahead. It's like when you see a crowd and people screaming, you run over and see what it is. That (laughs) happened to me on Sunday. I didn't know what was going on. I went over and I saw it was like the whole SpongeBob cast. All like they had pictures of their character in front of them and they were signing. But they were also like yelling out stuff to the audience, like in their characters, like having arguments between the different characters. So that's why everyone had amassed around them. That's an odd one, too. Um, anyway, so then I did go to, that reminded me that I went to the Peanuts booth where Snoopy happened to be there. So I got a picture with Snoopy. Um, and I got in line there. I actually was. Snoopy was bigger in real life? Snoopy was bigger than real life. Snoopy was taller <laughs> than me. Um <laughs> The because they were giving out pins, that was another place where people were just getting in the pin line. Like, why are you in this line? <laughs> Some of them were actually like, Why? I don't want to get in line for a pin <laughs> anyway. Which I don't think that the, the somewhere off site, off the floor, there must have been a store site set up somewhere where you could go and get like bumper stickers and things like that for vote for Snoopy or vote for the P. I don't know. They were doing some kind of voting thing. There was a vote for there was a vote for Charlie vote for Snoopy thing right uh, on fifth across from yeah, the, across from the Hard Rock. There was one of the the outside installations. One of the little businesses in there was turned over into that. Yeah, and they were just like so at the booth. They would hand out pins that were for characters, but you didn't know which character. Like you would just get in line for the pin, and then you wouldn't know which character you were going to get that day, like that day. I got Linus for the record. And what else did I do on the floor? I really didn't do much. Yeah, I, went, I mean, I just went to different booths where I wanted to get something <laughs> or to check out things. I didn't actually do any of the activities. I looked at the American Gods one on Sunday. And I was on the floor like first thing Sunday morning because I wanted to um, get a ticket for a signing. And um, even getting on the floor first thing, by the time I made it to American Gods, like I said, the line was around the booth all the way over to the wall and then two lines deep on the wall and i was like yeah no 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 t-shirt or bag is worth this the first time i went up to that booth on on wednesday i saw the end of the line was around the corner of the booth so i'm like oh that's not that bad and i asked a woman she's like no it's it this isn't actually the end of the line even though she's holding an end of the line sign she's like it's (laughs) over at the white wall i'm like where's the white wall or do you mean the actual white wall of the building that's way down there? She said, oh, yeah, that's where it is. I was like, yep. nope, not worth waiting. <laughs> yep. And I could see them, like, bringing more people to the line where they're, they're having to weed through people. They all had their hands up so they could follow each other. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> I don't need anything that badly. <laughs> um, I did go to the BBC America booth where they had a TARDIS, so I took a picture with the TARDIS. Kyle, you did that too because I remember seeing you with yep, one. Yeah, I did that. I did so uh, many things. So I don't remember. I, know. That, I forgot that one. Yep. It's not like it's <laughs> exciting. There's nothing there. You're just taking a picture with a TARDIS. Uh, I mean, I was only yep. there because I was buying something at the booth. So then I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well take a picture with it. And there was no line for it. So, um, and I think that was really it. So like, I did nothing exciting. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Let you down. Not you guys, the listeners. <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing. It, it, it's all of what's exciting to you, and to to go and and it gives gives an idea of all the different things that you can find on the convention floor. For me, the convention floor was I went in, well, went went into the convention center on Wednesday to get you know your bag and your lanyard uh, since they mailed out the badges this year, and so that was actually the first time. I'd been upstairs in the convention center since I can't remember when. Since I think they moved press rooms out of the convention center and over to the bayfront. Because you used to run around up there all the time going to, you know, to panels and then to press rooms and stuff because they had uh, them all in the convention center, usually near whatever room the thing was taking place in. So that was, that was kind of interesting because just since you had to go up, and then get your bag in the sales pavilion and then walk all the way around the other side of, you know, ballroom 20 and all the other rooms down that side of the convention center to get back out. So actually walked around up there on Wednesday, but then ended up going back uh, in there on Thursday uh, after uh, Kyle and I did the, with uh, with Kurt after we talked to the Dark Matter cast at the uh, Marriott in uh, in a suite up on the twenty uh, fourth floor, which had quite the view out into the bay, <laughs> decided to go into the convention center since I didn't have anything else for a while, didn't have anything on Thursday until the Falling Water press room, and so I decided to I just I try and go to that panel. Uh, or, you know, that screening uh, before that. And so I went into the convention center and went upstairs and actually checked out the the little press room area that they actually had set up in the where press people that were covering panels and things like that could come back and actually get stable Wi-Fi and sit down at like, a, you know, a table and, you know, type some things in or do some work. And uh, went in there and uploaded, uh, used the Wi-Fi to upload some photos uh, and whatnot, but, uh, and get something to drink since they were providing some actual sort of like food and refreshments uh, in there this year, which is a new thing as far as I've <laughs> ever, uh, ever heard. But then uh, went to, uh, but before that, went onto the convention floor to go to the Warner Brothers booth their booth is always, I mean, it has a second story to it uh, where they do some, you know, individual interviews and various things that they have. But uh, they weren't really doing anything much going on on a Thursday. Uh, but I went up there and took some photos and got sort of a view of the convention floor this year, which I had never done before. And took some took some photos and some video from up there. Unfortunately, the stupid ABC giant White House was like a booth or so over, and so down the that side of the convention, it kind of blocked the view for uh, from there uh, for a, a bit of it. But you need to stage an Independence Day to clear that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and so that, but that was fun to actually sort of see the convention floor from up above and you, you could all the the people milling about and trying to get around through there and uh while i was on the convention floor i i 
I don't think I took a picture with the TARDIS, but I think I took a picture of the TARDIS at the BBC America booth. I also took a picture of the Negan scene at the Walking Dead booth. Didn't stand in line to... You want to be a victim? Kneel down and be the, the 12th potential victim. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, it's Kyle that gets the bat in the, in the opening <laughs> of season seven. No, um, I also took a... Took a picture of a couple. They had a full, you know, like a life-size Lego Wonder Woman and Captain America. Those are always really impressive. Uh, got a couple pictures of those. And uh, then I went and took the pictures from the Warner Brothers booth and then went up to the press room and then over to the falling water panel. So wasn't in there for too long. And then was in there on Sunday for a few minutes before I decided I don't know, there's nothing really I want to see in here. And I went back to, uh, and met up with Kurt at, uh, at sweet things. <clears throat> Sunday was by far, weirdly enough, the worst day for me on the floor. Saturday was probably bad, but I didn't actually go in there on Saturday. Yeah. It seemed like, I mean, there was a lot of people that decided like at the, the end of the day on Sunday, uh, that, uh, this was their last shot to do whatever, on the convention floor and must not have been much of anything else. Uh, you also get all the, all the booths are trying to dump everything and you can try to get sales or. Yeah. I did get my uh, TARDIS hoodie at a good deal. So. Well, there you go. See, it works. You go in there on the, the last day. You can always, you know, cause they took all that stuff there. They don't want it necessarily want to lug it back with them uh, if they don't have to. Well, especially like though that was a uh, exclusive to the con, so they're not gonna try to sell yeah. it somewhere else. So they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. <sighs> That'd be true too. Like if you didn't get rid of all your exclusives, what are you gonna do with those? So yeah, that's different things that you could do or that we did on the uh, convention floor. Uh, how about how about best press room? Uh, we'll start with you, Ray. Oh. What was the best press room you attended? <laughs> <laughs> Should it be the best and worst together? Because I, <laughs> not that it wasn't bad. I just, I only went to the powerless press room and I was covering that for Amory. I mean, it was fine, but I mean, they've only shot one episode, so they didn't have a lot to say. Other than telling us what the show is about and who their characters are, it's not like they had a lot of information to give you. And I never got the, who was there, the executive producer. Um, yeah. Never got Great. those people at my table. So I hate that for a brand new show when you don't get the executive producers because they're the only ones that can actually know tell you something. <laughs> right. So it was kind of like, so it was both good and bad. Like, I mean, I liked the cast members. I enjoyed talking to them. They were personable. I didn't get Alan Tudyk, of course, because he didn't that go to was any really, table. I know. Um, but it was I fun mean, to see Ron Funches there because he wasn't even initially listed in the cast and then That's all true, this... except it's also one of those things where you're like, he has literally nothing to add because, because he hasn't shot anything. So, <laughs> but, but he's amusing and fun. He to... is amusing. So I'm not, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed talking to him, but it is also one of those things where you're like, I don't really have questions for you. <laughs> I wrote down questions related to what I understood the show is about. <laughs> basically, they he told us that they basically 
had him pitch his own character because they didn't have anything. So he's playing like a like a bright eyed IT guy who's like the only person who seems to be happy to see all the superheroes in this. Uh, like everyone else is like, oh, the superheroes are causing traffic delays and everything else. And he's like this still excited to see them uh, like, wow, that's a guy that can fly. And so he's got like a different dynamic. So it should be fun. He should be a fun uh, addition to that. Kyle, did you see Powerless? What, did you do previews? No, I didn't. I didn't see any of the tra- any of the okay. uh, any. But we talked to Greg Daniels, so we actually got a good understanding of. <laughs> and we had we had someone at our table who actually had gone and seen the the pilot. Preview. So. Um, I mean, I had heard maybe Mel was went and saw it, but so I had heard about it, but uh, I obviously hadn't seen it. So and then I didn't get. Any of them at all. I mean, they may have come to my table after I had to leave, but I had to leave because I had to be somewhere else. So, I mean, yep. I left after the room was supposed to be over. So, <laughs> but I did have somewhere to be. And then the only other press room I even I went to the Supernatural press room to see the PR person related to Supernatural. I didn't. She did say you can sit at a table if you want, Ray. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I just don't watch the show, you guys, before everybody gets on me. So I was like, why would I sit at a table? I don't have questions. (laughs) Like, I haven't seen this show in at least five or six seasons, so that would be silly of me. (laughs) So catch me up. What have you been doing for five seasons? (laughs) So everybody at this table, why don't you just shut up, let them fill me in? (laughs) No. So I went to that one. I thought her her room actually felt very well run, but other than that, I didn't. uh, (laughs) I wasn't really in that press room, so it's probably not fair to say whether it was my favorite or least favorite, so... All right, so now the rest of you. How about you, Kyle? What did uh, you? What did you? What what things did you cover each day? And then what was your, you know, what what, what was your favorite thing of that you covered that day? Uh, so on Thursday, I had eight eight things, which was the our private super special dark matter interviews that you uh, I and Kurt did, uh, and then I did the Thunderbirds or Go, uh, then the Strain, the Man in the High Castle, Colony, Falling Water, Mister Robot, and Ben Helsing. And I think my favorite ones on Thursday were probably the dark matter, just because that's the cast is always fun, and we get to talk to them all together and that's always like the one-on-ones are, are fine but when you get to uh to have the whole group there together talking it's always fun to see that interplay between the the actors and you can see like the relationship that they have with each other so so that was a lot of fun and then thunderbirds are go is probably my other one that i really enjoyed just because it was fun to like uh i had talked to a pair of like a the head writer and the guy who plays the main villain on the show and then two of the actors that play four of the brothers because each of them play two brothers uh so it was interesting to hear the voice cast because where one of them uh one of them was or two of them were british and one was american so the american had no real like relation to the original series whereas the british people all grew up with the original series so it was um so it was fun to see that different dynamic where like they were all excited, but like the American guy, even with now like a big fan of the original uh, after he got the job, then going in and and watching the original uh, to prep for the for this uh, new animated series on on Amazon. So I, it was just a lot of fun to hear them. Like I talked to them about improving and they were doing some of their their favorite lines about the that they improved uh, during the show. And so that was just a lot of fun. 
Um, I'll save the man in the high castle for another question later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then Mr. Rowett, just cause I like that show. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's just entertaining to, to see the cast there. Uh, and then on Friday I did five rooms. I did bones, powerless people of earth, dead of summer and agents of shield. Uh, bones was a lot of fun just because, like they had the entire cast there this year. And so like they had them paired up we, for some of them. We didn't even have to, we asked maybe like three questions and they just went off and talked like just with booth and bones there at first, like they were just going on some big tangent at the beginning, like about uh, makeup and choosing their clothes and stuff. But they were just, the banter just back and forth was entertaining to watch. No one wanted to interrupt with any questions. So we just let them talk for like five or six minutes on that before any questions even came up. Um, and then it was interesting to see stuff about people of earth like that's a new show that's coming just to hear about it and it got me a little more excited for that show that's the alien abductee show it sounds like it's going to be interesting it's not like a straight out comedy they do like some more dramatic it's treated more seriously than like a than like a sitcom so i'm interested to see how that goes in agents of shield they did some weird mix-up of of the actors this year they paired like may and fitz together instead of fitz and simmons and then simmons and daisy and mac and colson so you got a little different dynamic in the in the interviews this year Um, And then on Saturday, uh, I had done the Gotham Room, uh, Lucifer, Winona Earp, uh, The Magicians, Son of Zorn, Frequency, and Time After Time. Um, And Gotham, they brought pretty much every cast member there was like in the in the world's smallest press room they had like 11 different actors uh roaming around um that i would that doesn't make the worst press room because we still got a whole bunch of people but there were some unfortunate things we were about to get the penguin and selena together and then one of the guys at our table was college friends with the actor who plays butch and so then butch just sat down and and started chatting with us just as they were about to bring over the other actors. Uh, but the ones I really enjoyed were the magicians. Uh, that's it just uh, that was a really well run room, and we got to talk to everyone. And um, it was just interesting to hear their. While they couldn't say much of what's going to happen, uh, it was nice to see the cast there. And then Son of Zorn. It was like a really small press room. It was only like four of us at the round table and about four people at the at the press line so it was uh very quick to get through it was only scheduled 45 minutes but uh we got through everyone really quickly because they just first they had the two eps that we got to talk to and then they brought the three main cast members three human cast members to the table for us to talk to uh Wait, you didn't all get to talk to the animated characters we didn't get to talk to the animated actor or uh jason sudeikis whoever does the voice for that uh that character but uh yeah that was interesting the time after time it was a little odd pairing there because they paired we had two pairs of actor and producer so most of it was just talking to the producer because everyone wants to know what the show is about not necessarily talk to the actor it would have been nice if we had had like just the two uh producers paired and the two actors paired so that you got more of the uh less one-sided conversation both times but 
Uh, and then the last day on Sunday, uh, it was the 24 Legacy slash Prison Break uh, press room. And we got to talk to pretty much everyone at that except for T-Bag. So I was a little disappointed we didn't get to talk to T-Bag. But everyone else, it was interesting to see um, see all these people again after so many years coming back for Prison Break. And to get a, a couple of hints of what how the show is going to work. Uh, apparently it's only nine episodes. I didn't realize it was that small. I assumed it was like 12 or 13 episodes. Uh, and then we also got to hear about Prism, uh, 24 Legacy and uh, from a few of the actors as well as uh, the executive producers. So it was a very long week <laughs> of press rooms, but it was entertaining and interesting. And you, Jason? Yeah, for me, my Thursday started with the uh, Dark Matter where we uh, talked to the the five of the cast members uh, all together, uh, which like Kyle said is, I think, well, definitely might be one of my overall favorite just times of the, of, of all the press rooms, let alone just the best one on Thursday for me, uh, just cause they're fun to talk to. And as they, you know, they goof around and play off of each other uh, with the, the questions that they ask, it's sort of like being able to, do like press conference style, except that instead of there being like 50 people or 20 people trying to ask uh, questions, there was just three of us. Uh, and so in that, in that format, I, I like being able to interview them all at the same time when there's just only a few people asking questions. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. There was that moment, though, that everyone turned to you expecting the next question. <laughs> we had sort of been going in like de facto order, like rotating. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, both Kurt and I and the actors all looked at Jason at the same yeah, time waiting like, for his, his next question. I was like, I, I didn't have a question. I had asked, I started off by asking the main thing that I wanted to know. And then, uh, which was basically two questions, you know, them talking about, you know, losing some actors off the show. And then they had one of the new uh, actors on the show and had her talking about what it was like joining a cast that was uh, so close knit. So I kind of started off by asking like two questions back to back. And then <laughs> when it came back around, I didn't really have anything. I was, I was formulating in my head, like what I was going to ask next. When it, and I didn't have it yet. <laughs> That always becomes the problem at these tables when, like, because at the 24 table, I was asking a whole bunch of questions at the beginning. And as soon as there was a lull, everyone turned towards me. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're not the guy that's going to fill every space that we have. <laughs> but yeah, that, that can that can happen uh, sometimes. But but so, yeah, that was that one was fun. Uh, the falling pre water press room was interesting just because, you know, got an explanation of the show. Uh, Mr. Robot. Uh, that press room was was good because we got you know everybody and you know it was cool to you know have you know Christian Slater and Rami Malek and and the rest of them uh, you know rotate through our table uh, and then uh, Van Helsing was just interesting to sort of uh, learn about. It sounds very Winona Earp to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see about that. But on Friday. Uh, like you said, uh, Kyle Bones, that one was really good because they actually had a lot of the cast uh, where for the past few years, they've only usually had, you know, the Booth, Booth and Brennan or, you know, Emily Deschanel and David Boreanaz. If and if they actually both ended up there, sometimes they didn't end up 
like a couple of years ago, I remember it was just her uh, and they ended up canceling the panel because it was just going to be her and an executive producer, but they still did the press room. But the, then I did uh, iZombie, uh, which was uh, which was really good, except that I was in a very awkward spot. By the time I got in there, since everything was so crammed together you know, on, on the schedule, getting out of uh, Bones and then over to the you know other room, I ended up at you know, like that first person on the table, <laughs> but yet you were trying to, it was okay. Cause I could move the video camera back, but then for taking photos and stuff like that, you felt sort of creepy. Like you were this weird guy taking photos <laughs> off to right the side, the side of their face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting, you know, like full profile. Uh, so that one, uh, that was good, but we got everybody and they're always, uh, you know, fun uh, to talk to. Uh, and then I did the exorcist and uh, dead of summer uh, press rooms on Friday. My favorite thing about the press rooms is maybe the exorcist one. Uh, not that the press room was the best, but I mean, we did get everybody in and whatnot, but that there was a lot of like legit print journalists in the room for the round tables. And so at the table I ended up at, nobody else was shooting video. So I have the only video from our table for that press room, which is very weird at it, uh, these days to, for that to happen. Uh, and then Saturday uh, I did blind spot, uh, which was good. Uh, Supergirl, which was good. That was uh, another room that was, it was run very well. We only got like four to five minutes with each person, but we got everybody. Uh, so that was, that was good as opposed to last year when it was the giant hmm. DC room that they tried to rotate cast in and out and press people in and out, but there were no breaks between each, each time period. And we never got Supergirl at our table uh, last year. And so uh, that was, that was good this year. They, uh, we got, we got everybody in the cast and then uh, did uh, the flash. Uh, that one ended up running a little long, uh, but since there was actually nothing else after it, and they didn't have to leave like right away. They did stay a little bit longer. So we got, uh, you know, another one, although that was another one of those where, uh, we missed out on talking to Candace. Uh, they took her up to take a photo cause I, apparently somebody missed getting a photo of her earlier and on the, you know, in the, the press line. And then they just had her standing around like she was done and then she left and you're like, uh, there was still, there was still time. They could have brought her, they could have brought her out. And so there's some stuff like that where, you know, one of the, one of the people were like, yeah, she, we're going to bring her over here next. And then they didn't bring her over here next. Uh, so sometimes that happens too, where you're like, why do you have the actor just standing over there talking to, it's not doing an interview. They're just chatting when they could be at a table actually, uh, which is what they were there for. So that one wasn't run the best. We got most of the people though, at least in the flash. Uh, but because that one ran long, I didn't even go into uh, legends of tomorrow. Uh, cause I was going to be jumping out of that one early to go to the magicians. Uh, that one was cool to talk to the actors, uh, from, uh, from that show as well as, uh, the executive producers, uh, cause that was, that was a show that I really, uh, 
ended up liking a lot last year. Uh, then uh, we did. Then I did Frequency, uh, which was uh, which was good. I also really liked that. I liked the pilot of that show, so it was good to talk to them. Uh, and then Time After Time was the uh, last one uh, that day for me. And as Kyle mentioned, not the best run. <laughs> so that would be preview for an upcoming question. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe not the the worst, but. Then uh, the 24 and Legacy, uh, 24 Legacy and Prison Break on Sunday, which we ended up not getting uh, Robert Nepper, uh, who plays Teabag, and then we also didn't get the executive producers for uh, for Prison Break, and so it wasn't uh, the best run room either, given that they had 90 minutes to run through three cast, three executive producers for both shows, uh, and and only had three tables and a and not a huge press line but yet somehow we're not able to get everybody to every every spot so uh that was that that one and then i say well falling water kind of just because there was only two people to talk to i mean it wasn't i hadn't seen that they were only bringing they didn't bring any cast yeah we just pretty much got 15 minutes each of yeah. the two eps but then after a while, you're just like, okay, <laughs> we've asked, I, we've asked all the questions we can ask. They've told us all that they can tell us about. I the think show. for one of the guys, we only asked three questions <laughs> in those fifteen minutes. He just went off once he once he got him started. He just kept talking. Yeah, the co-creator, he basically sat down and started talking about the show. I think before even anybody even asked him a question, <laughs> when he got to he got to our table. So you know that was. That was interesting. So, so best dark matter bones, Supergirl, and then on the the less than the stellar side was was really I don't know probably uh, time after time and twenty four uh, slash prison break time after time like you said the thing is is they only had they had three tables and a press line and they had two executive producers and two actors they could have just sent them all individually. And so there would never been, or they could have at least sent the actors individually and they could have teamed up the executive producers or something, but then there would have been somebody at your table. But since they were pairing them up, oddly, as you said, when you were asking questions about the show, the actor would defer to the executive producer. And so he would end up asking, he would end up answering it. Uh, and then if you had a question for the executive producer, and so... And then we also got them for like 15 minutes. Well, that was great, except that in that 15 minutes, the actor maybe talked for four. If, uh, if that, yeah. You know, and so it was very, it, it, it made it for a very strange uh, uh, sort of interview uh, going on. And, and then it also made, since there were three tables, it made for, there was always one table sitting there with nobody for 15 minutes because that's how long they were giving us at all the other tables. Uh, Kyle and I were so hoping it looked like they were going to bring him over to the last two, the second two over to us first, which meant we were going to get done earlier and be able to get out. Instead, they moved him over to the other table. And so we were the group sitting there for 15 minutes, waiting for them to finish at that table to come over to, to talk to us. Uh, so yeah, with such a small amount of people and, and a small room, it was such a odd uh, sort of way 
Yeah, that one was pretty bad, but definitely not my worst. Yeah, but I do look forward yeah. to I do look forward to uh, checking out the show. I mean, I I was interested in it beforehand, but after hearing them talk about it, uh, you know, and have and Kevin Williamson talking about what a big fan he has always been of this of the source material for this and and whatnot, that uh, I'm interested to see you know what they do with it, and also that he was looking to do something that was not in sort of a horror gore format, you know, with the, uh, even though this does have a serial killer, you know, in it, uh, with a, a Jack the Ripper character, that's, that's not really what it's about. So that'll be, uh, to see him interesting to see him doing a, a something else there. But, uh, so Kyle, what was what, my worst room? What was your worst, <laughs> worst room? <laughs> The worst room by far was Man in the High Castle because after 45 minutes, the cast finally arrived and the room was only scheduled for an hour. Like, if you're willing to wait, but I had back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back rooms. Uh, If you're willing to wait, you got everyone. But I had to leave before I even talked to a single person because they they came in 45 minutes late and then started with the press line, so... The roundtables didn't even get them probably until at least an hour into it. So that was easily the worst because absolutely nothing came of it. Although I think I did get I think I did get a cast photo just as I came in. But that was about it. Hmm. I heard that the CBS press room wasn't uh, wasn't super great because they had so many they they packed in so many more press into the room than they did in previous years because they were bringing a whole bunch of more actors and stuff from other shows as well. But that a lot of people didn't get around to a lot of the tables and that they, they had some tables where people were like doubled up where they had people at the table. And then they had like a row of people behind the people at the table (laughs) at some of, at some of the tables. Uh, so, uh, ultimately I was glad to hear that I skipped that one this year. Yeah. And then the Gotham too was definitely beyond fire code. Like you could not move in that room because they expected it. They didn't realize that they got a room half the size than what they thought they had. And, and so then they had, like, and then, the largest amount of cast of like any show that was there. Yes. They had 11 people there trying to squeeze through. I think we maybe talked about six out of the 11 that had showed up. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which room. There was one of the rooms that it was like a really long time before we. I, that must. I think that was 24 Legacy, where we had been in the room for like 45 minutes before we ever actually got somebody at our table. That happened to me so many times. <laughs> <laughs> like Thunderbirds are go. It took a while. Like I never got to speak with the uh, like the producers of the show, which was kind of disappointing. But I mean, it took them like 30 minutes to even show up too. So Amazon was a little, wasn't very good at running their, their stuff or getting their people to their rooms on time. Okay. So we've covered the best and worst press rooms that we covered and whatnot. Uh, was there anything that you found out in any of those, uh, those interviews that, I mean, we're going to have, video and all kinds of stuff coming over the next uh the next few weeks on our on our sites where we can where people can go and and find and listen to all those all these things or watch the videos or whatnot but uh, was there anything you you found out about anything where you were like oh that's an interesting uh little tidbit or uh 
Um, at the Bones one, they did say that two people were going to die next season, but they didn't say who. And, of course, everyone at the table was like, I hope it's not me. I hope it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I don't know what that exactly means. Um, and then um, I completely forgotten that Trisha Helfer was joining um, Lucifer. But I guess she's also been knocked up to not knocked up. <laughs> she's been <laughs> bumped up to. Uh, well, she is playing their mother, regular. but that happened a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> she's been bumped up to a regular now, I guess. Besides just recurring, so <laughs> you don't sound happy about that. <laughs> I'm not the one that dislikes her. <laughs> That'd be um, Amory. <laughs> <laughs> and and they were kind of like with the uh, people of Earth. They were kind of protective about what the show was actually about. So I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen there because they like they're definitely being secretive. Like they didn't want to. There was something they were hiding and wouldn't tell us. So uh, I definitely am curious to see what's up with that show. All right. So what was the best? Uh... The best event you attended at night. Start with you, Kyle. What was the... So this year I doubled my parties. (laughs) Doubled your parties, doubled your fun? In addition to the NBC that I usually go to, this year I I went to the Sci-Fi Magician's Party, which was easily the best, the better of the two parties. Uh, They had basically taken the rooftop of this one hotel and just completely decked it out with, like decorations and like they covered everything with like moss and and set up all kinds of food stations um they had like a they tried to make it look sort of like the campus they had like a break bills campus store off to the side where you could get in line to get like a either a tie a hat or a bag uh with like up to three patches that they they would iron on and then they also gave you a paperback of the first book as you walked out of that that campus store uh then they had like another little like photo station where you could get yourself put into like four different scenes i had posted two of them me holding like a little like sunball or another one where books are flying all around me and they had two other ones with like a you're holding a flame or you're like shooting a book across the room or something um, and then they also had, like, you walked over to this wall. They had this wall filled with little potion bottles that were, I asked what they were. She's like, oh, those are vodka-based potions. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they had, like, two different flavors, like a blueberry and a green apple uh, type of, you could get these little vodka things. Those things could have been so dangerous. They did not taste like alcohol one bit. but And they were all, like, super sugary. Um but yeah, and then they had like another photo area where you could like pick up props and take a photo, like little word balloons and like giant playing cards and other stuff. And throughout the night, they had all kinds of people from like um, Winona Earp, uh, Van Helsing, basically any of the sci fi related shows that were there where they were all wandering around and invited to the party. They had all the magicians people there. Um, I saw the Expanse people there. And a couple other shows, I think, too. I was behind. I was in line behind um, Grant Imahara from uh, MythBusters for the uh, Break Bill store. He was there. I think he was with the guy from Andrew Tribeca, who plays uh, the guy who's partner with the dog. Uh, I forget what his name is. The actor. 
but uh, there was lots of people around. We even made the uh, sci-fi live from Comic-Con coverage. I sent Jason a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> you can see us chatting away at the uh, at the uh, at the party. I did inter- accidentally walk into their footage at one point. She's like, "We're filming here." Uh, excuse me when I walked up to the bar, but uh, I don't. I didn't see that in the in the coverage. But uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they edited that out. Uh, another, <laughs> another, another clip makes the editing room floor. But that, but overall, I, I, it was a really fun time. Uh, they had uh, some decent food there. They had like little like um, Kobe beef sliders, I think they were, and um, something else, and like French fries and tater tots that were like decked out with all kinds of stuff, uh, and then like cookies and churros for dessert. Which the NBC party did not have dessert. Yes. Because <laughs> we all looked for it several times and it never appeared. Although we all ended up at, at Sweet Things afterwards. So, you know. Make your own dessert. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Ray, what was uh, what was your best thing at night? <laughs> what, what, what I mean, you... I only attended the NBC party. So, I mean, that's not true. I went to the MTV Fandom Festival but it's not the best thing. <laughs> this year was the worst thing. It wasn't as fun as last year. It was not as fun as last year. It was pretty lame this year. Like we got there, got a drink and left. So yeah, I went to the NBC party, but it's not like I thought it was. I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Really just seeing people I know. I got mistaken for somebody who works at NBC. I feel like I must look like somebody who works somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> multiple times this weekend, people looked at me like they knew me. Did you get special um, access to things? No. If only. <laughs> and no, I had an encounter with Mark Shepard where he was looking at me like he knew me, and I was looking at him like, I feel like I, he might be the guy from Supernatural. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think everybody on the podcast knows I have trouble recognizing faces. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I walk past these people. I don't realize I'm doing it. So um, literally I got on the elevator, and I had that moment where I was like, mm, he looks familiar. <laughs> But I'm not positive he's the guy. Um, But he was looking at me like he knew me. So it was weird. But at the NBC party, somebody who worked at NBC literally came up and said, hey, introduced himself to me and wanted to know who I was and where I was from because he was sure that I worked at NBC. I was like, no. But if I do, what would that get me? (laughs) No. Um, But, I mean, I had a good time because it was seeing all – I don't do all the press stuff anymore, so it's like the one time I get to see everybody is the one party I get invited to, to still. So, for me, that's the whole reason to go to the parties is for is to hang out with the people and see you know see people. It's a chance to actually chat a little bit, you know, with with people. You, you know, you end up doing a little bit of chatting sometimes at the roundtables while you're waiting for forty five minutes for people to show up uh, to your table, but. Uh, for the most part, uh, at night, you know, either going to grab dinner someplace or uh, or at a party or something like that is a chance to uh, hang out. But uh, the, <laughs> go to the party for the free food. It's like, great. There, you have the cast of your shows here? Outstanding. I'll be over here by the taco bar at the NBC party or the uh, Hawaiian sweet roll sliders at the Warner Brothers party. Uh, unfortunately, I was already full by the time I got to the into the magician's party uh, that uh, I didn't partake of any uh, Kobe beef sliders, but yeah, that's the, uh, you go for uh, to go to get some food and some actual food, especially after a long day doing press rooms and stuff like that. 
sometimes you grab some breakfast and then you go all day and there's no time to actually grab a meal. So you're eating a protein bar or a bag of peanuts or something. It sounds rough, doesn't it? It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> hashtag TV blogger problems. <laughs> but yeah, it's the, the fun of that is, is hanging out. But really it was, yeah, hanging out at those parties and stuff like that was fun. But really, like, uh, Thursday night was fun. Kyle and I went to the uh, Dial M for Meetup podcast meetup for uh, Battleship Pretension and the Criterion Collection podcast. And I was going to go there anyways because they have the uh, $10 build your own burger where you can put whatever you want on your burger and a beverage for 10 bucks. Uh, so uh, that makes for a, a nice solid dinner at the end of the day, but also ended up uh, meeting uh, David Bax from uh, Hey, Watch This, talking, uh, you know, a little podcasting, a little TV as well for a while there. Uh, and uh, also chatted briefly with uh, Kate Kolsik and her sister. Uh, Kate from the Televerse podcast was also there for a bit. So that that was fun because you get, uh, you know, meet some new people, catch up with uh, some old friends. Same with the the other parties uh, that it ended up at. But ultimately, like, the NBC party was fine. Got some good food, chatted with people, but... Almost the most fun was going and hanging out for a while at Sweet Things after the NBC party. That was the some of the most fun of of the night. And then, well, I could save some some of those things for uh, uh, the the last question on the list. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Ray, did you go to any of the other you know things set up around the convention center or any? Uh, did you do any uh, Nerd HQ or anything like that this year? I did not. Ironically. Because I was literally in the hotel right across from Nerd HQ. Um, I did not do any Nerd HQ. It was too close. <laughs> you didn't have to walk far it was, enough. It was too close. No, it was more like I didn't – like I tried to get panel – like tickets to panels and I didn't get tickets to any panels. And last year my experience was that I didn't really do any of the other stuff around Nerd HQ. I really only <laughs> cared about the panel. Not that there is – there's other stuff happening. It just was always crowded last year. So I was just like, eh, I don't – like – I'm not a gamer, so I don't want to go over there to play the game. So um, I feel awkward taking pictures with celebrities. So <laughs> especially if you're paying to take pictures with celebrities, even though this, is for, this one's for a good cause. The only time I thought about it was when I got the alert on my phone that Joss Whedon was about to do pictures on Sunday. But I hadn't gone to Nerd H2 all week, so I didn't have I hadn't done my registration yet. <laughs> So I would have had to sprint across the street from, I was on the floor at the time, sprint across the street, get my registration and still get in line for Joss Whedon. And he was starting in 10 minutes. And I was like, that's not happening. <laughs> Mostly because, you know, like it was right after his panel. So I'm sure that they had a whole crowd of people who wanted to take pictures with. <laughs> anyway, um, so I didn't do any Nerd HQ. I did do the Star Trek um, Mac installation, uh, which was they were selling in September Mac has a whole line of Star Trek makeup coming out, themed makeup coming out. And they were doing a preview of that makeup and you could buy some of the makeup, but you could also take a picture. Um, I guess originally on the first day they had it open, you must have had to buy makeup to take the picture. But by the time I went on Friday or Saturday, um, you didn't have to buy the makeup. You could stand in line for the picture where you could basically be on the transporter and as I, in my picture, said, beam me up, Scotty, um, you could take pictures with the characters on the transporter. 
So, and Star Trek fans, I don't know if that's what it's called. (laughs) You all know what I'm talking about. Um, The transportation station or the bridge or whatever. Anyway, so I went and did that. I actually bought makeup, but uh, you didn't have to buy makeup. You could just take pictures with it. Um, That was an outside installation. Um, I walked past the South Park installation. (laughs) I thought about it because they had like an avatar creator. Um, which would have been kind of fun, but I think you were just doing as you stood in line to go through the South Park thing, but the line was really long and it was Saturday and I didn't feel like standing in line, um, which is pretty much the story of my Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, look, this line's really long. I don't feel like standing in it. Let me keep walking. Adult Swim, I, I had their registration for the, um, what was it called? Something on the green? Adult Swim on the green? Um and there were a couple of things in there I wanted to do, but the one day I went by and there was no line, I should have gotten in line. I thought, oh, I should do it right now. <laughs> but I was on my way back to my hotel and I didn't feel like it, so I didn't do it. And then every time I went by it after that, the line was really long to get in, uh, much less the line in at the different station. So I was just like, ah, eh, forget it. Um, again, it's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> so the only other thing I really went to on the outside was the EW um, Con X, which was... I'm not sure how many people they actually got. I would be interested to see that because at some point I think they actually had to bust people in because it was so far out that there was no, like when I went Saturday morning, um, it was in the, uh, Empecito park. I'm, I just said that wrong, whatever, uh, on the North side. So like behind my hotel to the North, <laughs> um, which was pretty far out, um, from the rest of the activities, not necessarily that far to walk, but it is like distant from all the activities. So you're not walking past it constantly. Um, so when I went, there were literally no lines anywhere. The t-shirt station was the one that had the longest line. And that was just because they were, um, actually silk screening this t-shirts right there. So, or I, I don't know what they were doing, heat pressing them right there, but you had to wait because they were just making each of them individually. Uh, I got out of that line. I didn't stay in it cause I didn't, the, it wasn't a neat enough t-shirt to justify the line. Um, but the only reason the line even existed was because of how long it was taking to make the t-shirt, not because the place was crowded. So that's really the only one I went to. And there they had a whole bunch of different things going on. Like they had something for American horror story. I didn't do it like some kind of photo opportunity. They had a captain America, iron man, civil war photo booth, which I did. Um, they had free Krispy Kreme donuts. And this was really the only reason I went over there, you guys, because every morning I would walk past <laughs> that installation and I would see the Krispy Kreme truck going in with the donuts. And I was like, uh, I really want a donut. <laughs> so I, I finally even, went over there. <laughs> I didn't even hear about this station. I didn't even know this thing was there. Yep. Uh, and they did at some point, like they took one of those, um, one of the duck ships or whatever, the buses where they get pick the people up and take them to the water. Um, like I saw them bust people into it at one point, obviously because they didn't have enough people walking out there. I don't know. Anyway. And then they had like Schick had like, you could get a shave for women. They would shave your legs for men. They would shave your face or your head or whatever you wanted them to shave. Um, not those things. (laughs) Probably not whatever. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, so they had that, and then they had, like, a little hydro station. Like, I got a free Schick water bottle if you posted a picture of the hydro station. But I was <laughs> I was thirsty, and I was like, I really want some water. So I really like 
a bottle, so I posted it. Um, and then they had sweet tarts out there, so you got free candy. And they had a stage out there where they were doing, like, Saturday afternoon, they were doing Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion. Um, they were doing a bunch of people more popular people in the afternoon. I wonder how many people they actually got out there. Maybe those times they got more people because those people would seek out that, that stuff. Um, but when I went, they had somebody who, I don't, I think he was maybe a comic writer. Um, and there was a handful of people on the lawn in front of it, listening to him. I was listening because I was standing in line for the t-shirt at that point, but, um, they didn't have a whole lot of activity happening. Um, but they had lots of power charging stations. If you went out there anyway, so that was really the only outside thing I really did besides the Star Trek thing. I know that you guys did at least some of the things, right? Did yeah, you guys I, go to the FX? I mean, I walked through the FX stuff, but I didn't actually stop and do any of it. Kyle did the FX stuff. Yeah, so the FX thing, I walked around. At first they had, like when you first walk in, they had like these these cool statues inspired by six of their shows, like for Baskets, American Horror Story, Man Seeking Woman, Archer, The Strain, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So they had six different statues for each of those, like different characters or things inspired from from those. They also had these like four chairs that you could sit in that like were artwork inspired by the different shows. Like They had like a martini olive shaped chair for Archer and then like this uh, body on a bench for like American Horror Story, this like pan thing for the strain and some kind of green person for It's Always Sunny. I, I don't watch that show so I didn't know what that one was. Then both of those things, if you took your picture with those, you could then tweet it out and get like some buttons or something. I didn't bother to do that. Uh, they also had like a giant Statue of Liberty that had like a like a tongue sticking out and that was like for the strain so that it was like this this the the monsters had taken over the Statue of Liberty um, and then you they had like a station where you could or they also had another station for a photo op that had like this giant like broken guitar that with like smoke coming out that you could get your picture taken in front of for sex and drugs and, and rock and roll and then they had like a big Patty's bar uh, set up in the back where they had all these taps where I guess you could get found out later it actually had like free water in those taps you could go and get water I just thought it was like a, a fake thing that they had set up but i guess they really did put water on tap uh then they also had like a station that you could get your lips done for like american uh, rocky horror i didn't bother in that line uh and then they I'm a had a little bummed that i didn't check out the patties <laughs> that i didn't really walk through there so that i could see that the it's always sunny stuff sorry go on uh, so then, yeah, then they also had some stuff. I guess it's all Fox, but then they had a lot of stuff set up for Son of Zorn. Like they had this giant rock wall that you could climb up and then next to that you'd walk over and then do like a free fall into a giant air mattress thing um, to to off of the top of where the wall was. There was no way I was going to climb up a wall nor drop off a wall. So... I didn't bother to do any of those things, uh, but apparently you got like a plastic goblet at the end. But what I did do was they had another thing set up to the side where you got like this foam sword and then you climbed up just a little uh, staircase and then sat on this like bicycle seat and then they took a picture of you, made it look like you were riding the Death Hawk from Son of Zorn. So I, I got my picture taken there riding the Death Hawk and I tweeted out that one. Um, and so that was the the FX. What do they call it? FX exhibition. 
Um, and then next to uh, the other thing I did was uh, the Amazon Village. Uh, so they had a press hour in the morning on Thursday. Um, and so they had two things set up there. They had like two main tents, one for Thunderbirds or Go and one for Man in the High Castle. In the Thunderbirds one, they had like they had built up like probably half like full size what the Thunderbird 2 would look like. And so you could go and sit in that and they had one of the Tracy boys like sitting in the passenger seat and you could like get your picture taken inside. But they had also built up like a huge city like to scale so that it looked like you were flying over the city if you looked out the front window and it was all to the proper scale so that you could uh, feel like you're really flying in the the Thunderbird 2. And then they had some other little picture opportunities like with other uh, Tracy characters that they had built. Uh, you could get your picture taken. And then another one where they recreated the season finale of the show um, in the in green screen. So you hold on to one of the characters' hands, and it looks like they're like holding you above the city, like rescuing you on a uh, from this ladder that's that's uh, hanging from the ceiling. So I, of course you got to get all those photo ops taken. Uh, and then, uh, so then we walked out of there, they gave us some sunglasses or something when we walked out and then over to the other tent, which was the man in the high castle where they had all kinds of like props laid out in different stations. Apparently there was like a little passport card you could get stamped from the different stations when you walked in, they just had lots of various props and other things set up to look like, like the, uh, Pacific States from that show. And then they also had some VR experience, but the line was so long i pulled a ray and said i'm not sticking around <laughs> for that well See? i also had, i also had the dark matter interviews i had to go to so i wasn't gonna stick around and, and be late for that um for waiting in line i think you just went into some room and then you could look around and you were hunting for clues or something with the vr with the vr mask on the vr definitely was a like a huge thing this year there seemed to be so many different stations and things doing vr yeah there was there was a lot of a lot of stuff i didn't st- i i went to both of those as well on thursday and didn't uh ended up not doing the i ended up getting my picture taken hanging over uh san diego but then never got the picture actually sent to me so all i have is the little printout of it and then by the time I did that and got over to the man in high castle thing Everybody was lined up for that, and I wanted to get something to eat before I went to do the Dark Matter <laughs> press room with Kyle, so I jetted out of there uh, to go uh, grab some uh, breakfast. Uh, but on uh, Wednesday, speaking of VR, I did the uh, press uh, like hour type of thing uh, for the Mr. Robot installation, where they had uh, taken over sort of like a storefront and, and built out it sort of to look like with you know old uh, computer equipment and stuff like that to look like uh, the Mister Robot computer repair store that you see you know in the flashbacks in uh, in the show, uh, and then you went into the back and you were like going down the hall of uh, Elliot uh, of the apartments that uh, Elliot lives in, and then you went into his apartment and they had a room back there. Uh, with a bed and a computer station and kitchen and all that stuff made to uh, to look uh, somewhat like Elliot's apartment. And then 
inside the apartment, you put on the V, uh, the virtual reality uh, headset, and then you were inside of Elliot's apartment, and uh, Sam Esmail wrote and directed a t- like a ten minute uh, virtual reality thing where you you're basically floating around following uh Elliot around uh, uh as he uh gets high at the beginning of it and then uh proceeds to basically hallucinate things that uh he sees the rest of his day and uh, a certain someone shows up in that scene but it was pretty cool though you're you know you're floating around and and if you looked around you were looking around the apartment uh, then they were walking on the boardwalk, and you know, if you turned your head, you're looking out over the ocean. You turn your head the other way, you're looking at all the storefronts. And uh, if you didn't want to watch the scene in front of you, you could turn around and see what's going on behind you. And uh, then they were on the Ferris wheel, and you're sitting, you're like floating out like behind them, and then you're like sitting in front of them uh, as they're having a conversation. Uh, it felt like you were oddly eavesdropping on <laughs> on somebody's intimate conversation and uh but it, it was it was pretty well done it was pretty cool the the way they had decked everything out every all the people running the thing had uh you know like the mr robot jackets on and stuff and that one was pretty good and i think those are i think those in the amazon things are the only I mean, I walked by the South Park thing multiple times because it was right outside my hotel and, you know, saw the the school bus and the whole, you know, town setting and whatnot that they had with all the characters set up and all the different f- photo stations and places that you could – things that you could do as you walk through. I'm trying to think, is there – if there was any anything else outside – what about the cafe? Did you do that incorporated cafe? Uh, well, did get breakfast at the Sci-Fi Incorporated Cafe, but didn't do the didn't do the virtual reality thing. They had a virtual reality incorporated an incorporated virtual reality experience too, someplace. Uh, I think off of either the, out the back of the cafe or someplace that was near there. I didn't do that, but did did eat breakfast at the uh, Sci-Fi Cafe. So that that counts as an out. Outside installation, right? It's maybe the only year that I've gone that I have not eaten there. Weirdly, <laughs> and then walked by the FX stuff multiple times, going to the uh, Hilton Bayfront where all the press rooms were and stuff too. So saw a lot of that stuff. But yeah, I think that I think that's it for me for actual. They did have a a couple of cool things that uh, probably should have done. Like uh, they had a bunch of vans, uh, Mister Robot vans that were Uber cars, uh, as well as a buck. A bunch of uh, the Ghostbusters uh, Ecto-1 vehicles roaming around as lift vehicles that you could have uh, taken to get around uh, San Diego. That might have been a that might have been a good way to get to the NBC party, which was a bit of a walk <laughs> from uh, uh, from the hotel. But there was all kinds of stuff to do outside of the convention. Uh, there were a couple people there uh, for Nice Girls TV. That just covered stuff outside the convention center. That covered Nerd HQ stuff and the Nerdist, uh, uh, Geek and Sundry, or Carnival uh, that they had, where they were doing uh, panels and a bunch of other stuff too outside of the convention center. So even if you didn't have 
if you if you were from the San Diego or that area around there, there was tons of stuff that you could do even without a badge, uh, and and the need to stay at a hotel there, you know, that was set up like even more things that seem like uh, outside and around than uh, yeah, expands every year, like more and more each year. Which may be the reason why there were less people in all age, is they were all of these other things. I don't know. But yeah, so that's uh, that's some of the things that were offered outside uh, the convention uh, center to do. There was there was also there was a Ash vs. Evil Dead installation uh, over on the other side of Petco Park in uh, where there was a bunch of other things over there. There's a Ferris wheel and all the food trucks set up over there that I uh, saw on the night uh, when they were putting it together. That was the, that's the one fun thing about getting in there on early on Tuesday and then walking around Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday night is, is watching them build. They're putting all these things up to get them, you know, ready to go by Thursday. And so that, that, that was interesting to see a couple of us did a little tour, a little walk around some of the, some of the stuff that was being put up, uh, and took some pictures on the night bef- on on Tuesday night, so that was uh, that was like an interesting little tour. Nobody around, you can see you can see all the stuff uh, that was going to be there. Uh, but uh, was there something strange, weird, odd that you saw? There's always something. Usually, uh, how about how about you, Kyle? Anything? Uh... I can't think of anything particularly odd, more odd than than what you typically see at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that unusual or strange I saw this year. How about you, Ray? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was that guy in that job of the hut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that scared the there little kid. There were quite kid. a few of those out. Yeah, there were quite a few of those, like, weird outfits where that was, like, they have, like, a fan in them that blow the outfit up once the person puts it on. Because I saw dinosaurs. I saw the job of the hut. I saw more than one of those, by the way. None as weird as that guy on that night. <laughs> and then um, I saw at least one like marshmallow fluff version of that costume. It, which the costume in itself is weird because they all seem to have trouble walking in it once it's yeah. on. <laughs> so I'm not sure how it could be comfortable. Yeah, as we all noted, it was going to be a while before Jabba the Hutt got back to his hotel that night. Yeah, uh, he was not not able to. It's more of a shuffle than a walk. Yeah. Uh, Correct. But other than that, I mean, I don't. As Kyle said, nothing you don't normally see. See one of those dinosaur type ones. He was just like sitting on the fin- a little fence area near my hotel with like a couple of people. It was sort of like I need to take a break before I, get- <laughs> I continue my trek back at like midnight to wherever they were headed. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. And I can't. I'm trying to think if I I didn't really see any Mm-mm. any super strange things. There were some. Uh, there were some things that were kind of funny, like. You have the uh, Jesus Saves people. Uh, oddly enough, they didn't show up until like uh, Saturday or something like that. They 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 weren't around. Uh, usually, you're there with their signs and their megaphones and stuff like that. Uh, but the the thing I did see that was funny was they it was for a brand of bacon or something like that, and I think it might have been for a local restaurant, maybe even. Uh, but they had a guy in a bacon costume. And people with megaphones and signs running around saying "Bacon saves," uh, which was uh, which was kind of funny because it was a total play off of uh, 
the two or three uh, spots where they usually set up uh, around the the convention center with their uh, with their megaphones and stuff like that. So that was uh, that was kind of that was kind of funny. Uh, the other thing that was funny was the last two years uh, we've met uh, Kate Kolsick and her sister at the you know at the podcast meetup and. Her well, they both sort of do cosplay, but her sister really goes like full on. Uh, and this year, she dressed up as something from I think it was from Steven Universe. Uh, last year, it was from uh, I don't remember Adventure what it was. Time. Yeah, it might have Let been it. Adventure Time. She was like a big ice cream cone of some sort. Uh, but uh, but she you know she came. She was still in full costume. Uh, and the funniest thing was uh, the next day was Kyle was scrolling through Facebook and he goes, "Oh." <laughs> That's what Kate's sister looks like. <laughs> I never seen her like a human being. Because he'd never seen her not in a full, like, made-up <sighs> costume. And this year, she was, like, completely painted blue. Like, her arms and her face and neck and everything were just, like, a really dark, you know, like, royal blue uh, body paint, you know, for the, the character that she was uh, portraying. And so, <laughs> that one, that was funny. Uh just on the 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 honest, like oh, never actually seen her in sort of. She was still in costume, I think, in that picture, just not one that obscured her face and whatnot so much. But yeah, there was. Uh, I didn't see too much of the really weird. I don't know. I maybe I just wasn't walking around through. You know, sometimes you spend a lot of your day in press rooms and stuff like that you're missing out on all the weirdness going on out there uh, in and around the convention center. Although I did see the group uh, when I was on the way to the NBC party, there was a group of guys and they were all dressed up as various, uh, various characters. Like one was, one was a uh, Batgirl with the, you know, mini skirt and everything. And so they were, it was, it was like, uh, it was like four dudes and they were all dressed up as female characters but but not in the best way (laughs) it was it was it was not a great visual i have to say so yeah i guess uh i guess that might actually top the list now that i think about it but yeah that's uh uh, that's some of the things how about the best piece of swag you came away with ray either something that you got or something that you bought (laughs) i didn't really get a lot like free i bought a the from Entertainment Earth, I bought a Wonder Woman cape to go on the back of my office chair. I can't wait to put that on. Um, so I really liked that piece of swag. I mean, obviously, I purchased it. Um, I got a T-shirt for one of the books that I like that I got autographed. Um, that's probably the one I will enjoy wearing the most. Uh, I don't know what else I got. I mean, I got a Comic-Con shirt this year probably – I mean, not probably. For the first time in forever, I actually bought a Comic-Con shirt because they redid their shirts this year, and I really liked one of the designs. So I'm kind of excited to wear that shirt. But that's really kind of kind of sad that I didn't really have a lot of swag this year that I was excited about. I got a water bottle from Schick that I used all weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> I must have liked it, but <laughs> it was at least worked uh, out pretty well. Is Schick sponsoring this podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're offering free shaves. Kyle. <laughs> I, I remember reading that that was happening, but I never saw that booth. So I don't know where it was, but 
Uh, other than that, I mean, I had a lot of fun. This is, I don't know if this really counts as my swag. I had a lot of fun playing my version of Pokemon Go, which was scan the Comic-Con bags. So all weekend long, I walked behind people and had my Blipper app open and was scanning the bags that I hadn't gotten yet. <laughs> because obviously you only get one bag and then my roommates had two different bags. So I was able to scan those ones for the augmented, sort of augmented reality thing they had going on. Um, so I was just doing that with all the different bags I walked behind so that I could see what the different things, I mean, most of them just came with clips, but like Supernatural had a selfie you could take with the guys. So I was just trying to scan them all to see what all the different things were. I'm not sure that counts, but. I didn't even know you could scan the bag. I never unfolded mine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you never saw the thing well, about downloading I, the Blipper I, app? And, and I vaguely remember that now that you say that. I, I unfold it, I, I it slightly to see which one I got, but not completely unfold it to actually open the bag. Yes, you can. Kyle, you can download the Blipper app and now scan your bag and it will give you, like, I don't know which bag, which bag you arrow. get. I got an arrow. Okay, well, you see him shoot the arrow. <laughs> and then it gives you some clips um, from the show. What about That Super one's Girl? not very exciting. I didn't ever get Supergirl. No, I got Supergirl to load. It was just a trailer. I was walking behind somebody. I finally got that one to load. Like the, the hard part about walking behind somebody and scanning their bag is that their bag is moving, so the, the app can't focus on it. <laughs> so there was a trick to it, okay? <laughs> yeah, the I trick mean, was, I was, it was a little could scary. Could you stop? <laughs> yeah. Could you stop? Well, so I mean, I the could... good thing is that there's lots of crowds at Comic-Con, so you do consistently stop behind people, <laughs> and you have that moment. I think the app would have been most useful in the place that you spent the least amount of time, Ray. Where? Standing in line. On the lines. floor? No. Oh, standing, standing in line. Lines. Yes, that's probably. <laughs> I don't know, though, because people take off their bag and they put it, like, they don't. Yeah, they put it if, down. If and... you find it more, like, you find them more when they're walking around or when they're on the floor where they've just gotten the bag and they're putting crap in the bag for those few people who actually wear the bag on their back. But, uh, so I didn't get all of them. Like, what was the one blind spot? I never found somebody with blind spot again after the first day. So I never got to scan that one. Uh, and something else like Gotham, they didn't appear to be handing out the Gotham bags until Saturday, um, because I didn't see any before Saturday. And then all of a sudden, like Saturday and Sunday, I saw a bunch of them. The Gotham bags just had the question mark on the TV on the bag, like the Joker's question mark. And I never got that one to load because I, every time I tried to do it, the colors of it must've been such that the lights would reflect off of it when they were walking, <laughs> but wouldn't scan. Anyway, I'm sorry. So that doesn't really count as my swag, but I did have fun doing it all weekend. So <laughs> You did have fun trying to track down other people's swag. Uh, yes, so being creepy and walking behind yeah. people taking a picture. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Kyle? So this is only the second year I've ever bought something at at the convention. And once again, it was the Bob's Burgers comic, uh, which so I bought like the autographed comic. Just to be able to get so the Bob's get Burger <laughs> picture. Well, because I would have bought the books, but I already owned them all. So I was asking him if there was anything else. And he had some pre-signed comics, which then he had his own his own signature, too. Um, and then so I bought that. And then I got the, the picture, John. So that was probably my favorite thing. But then I also got some other. Like, I got a couple T-shirts from the son of uh, or. Um, wow, my mind went blank. Uh, People of Earth. um booth because i went back there twice to get both the two different shirts uh and then um 
the MTV booth was handing out random swag. One time I got some vampire teeth, which is like junk. I couldn't care less about that. But the probably the most useful piece of swag they handed out was one time they were handing out these little lightning adapter fans that you plug into your bottom of your phone, and it just is a fan that spins. It was so nice and powerful, like like that was definitely the most useful piece of swag i wish that i i wish those they had thrown in a pile like the uh like the teeth that's where you just to grab <laughs> rather than handing those out one per person could have used like a few uh few backups is what you're saying yeah <laughs> so once they burn out i have them for other years or if i lose them but that was like a really nice piece of swag yeah well there were definitely a few places that you could use uh a fan of yours. That's definitely getting packed for ATX next year. <laughs> uh, so you're. It wasn't that hot. You're. you're <laughs> it is when you're walking from the Marriott all the way to the Bayfront, and then you're. Excuse trying me, to cool I down. walked that every day. It wasn't that hot. <laughs> As somebody who stayed at the Marriott, I did that walk on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, what about your brake bills, tie? Oh, I forgot all about that. Oh, yeah, that was great swag that they had at the uh, at the sci-fi thing. I got a Brakes Bills hat and a Brakes Bills tie because I went through that line twice uh, to get the uh, to get those things out. I doubt I'll ever wear the tie again, but the uh, the hat I might wear. You have no hat wearing. I know. I always pack a hat and I never actually wear it. Now you can pack your Brakes Bills hat and be uh, sci-fi appropriate. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, for me. I think. The Mr. Robot, the Mr. Robot shirt I got at the Mr. Robot VR installation might be the best piece of swag I got. I didn't get a lot of stuff. The Arrow shirt that I got at the Warner Brothers party is cool because they had a bunch of artists design, you know, do different designs for their different shows. Uh, and then they had a bunch of uh, graffiti installations that they had them uh, started earlier in the day and they were f- they were painting throughout the party to finish, you know, to finish up that were uh, similar to the designs on the shirt uh, and and stuff. And so the design is really cool, but all they had were mediums and larges. And so I have this really cool arrow shirt that I'm never, ever going to be able to wear. <laughs> uh, since uh, there's like, I don't know, even... I mean, a lot of times, uh, even an extra large is tight <laughs> for me. Even if I dropped a few pounds, I I mean, I can't even remember the last time I wore a large. <laughs> like, maybe in junior high. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that what I'm going to do. It just seems like very poor planning on their part. <laughs> I feel like they did it intentionally so that people would take less shirts. <laughs> could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I did. I I liked. Uh, I mean, last year they had the. Sh- you know, they were making the shirts. You know, right there, and they just had a ton of. You know, they were just tons of white shirts that they were putting the design on, uh, but they had all different uh, all different sizes. But, but yeah. So, so I I do have that. I'm trying to think. Did I get? I did get. Uh, I did get a Break Bills hat, and uh, also uh, got the book at the magician's party. And then the Supergirl bag. I think that's it for pretty much for uh, on the swag front for me. So, yeah, I think uh, the best. So the best piece is the uh, extra large (laughs) Mr. Robot shirt. And it has uh, it has like the Mr. Robot computer store logo uh, on it. So that's kind of cool. 
So how about uh, best memories, things you did, times you spent or whatnot over the course of the week, uh, Ray? I mean, uh, was it all, all the times you didn't stand in line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I had some okay time standing in line too. Like when I was standing in line with friends, it's okay. I didn't stand in that many lines, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me preface it by saying that. Um, like, like for that, that autograph, I stood in line for like a hot second. I stood in line for my book signings. That's about, and I stood in line for my peanuts pin. I think that was all my, <laughs> maybe I stood in line to get into the NBC party for like two seconds. But besides that, no, I mean, I don't know. Just seeing everybody. Um, I don't, why am I having such difficulty, you guys? <laughs> I, I don't have any specific stories myself. Mine is just the <laughs> same thing. Apparently Ray just... didn't have a good time at Comic-Con, people. <laughs> no, no, I, I really did. So that's why I'm like, I don't understand why it's so hard for me. Like, yeah. I mean, other than like, because nobody will care about my stories about my friends. So, uh, okay, first of all, I'll say Animaniacs Live. That was by far the best part of the Con-Con for me. Um, one, because I loved Animaniacs. Um, I did laugh at the, there was a kid, a family with two kids behind me. And the little girl is like, why? There's so many adults in here. (laughs) (laughs) Like she was truly incredulous that adults would care about this panel. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny, but in, in, in it of itself, the panel itself was really good. I am looking forward to when they actually, like they were really kind of doing a preview for the fact that they will be doing Animaniacs live around the country with the symphony. Um, so this was like obviously a scaled down version cause it was them with a keyboard. Um, but they were, they gave a couple of backstories about things that happened on the show and, you know, um, like things they couldn't put in the show, stuff like that, uh, that they obviously will do when they do the, the live show as well. So I kind of am looking forward to the real live show. I hope that it actually comes to Orlando so that I can go to that when it actually happens. Um, I don't know when they're starting that. Um, they're doing one in Southern California in 2017 um, that I think is going to be the first one. So I don't know when they'll be doing the others, but um, I do know that they will be doing it. Um, so that was probably my favorite of the con itself. That was probably my favorite thing. Also, this convention, my friend, Shauna McGuire, who's the author I went to her spotlight panel for, um, she was actually an invited guest. So for me, that was a cool thing because it's nice to see your friends like she has gone to Comic-Con forever. So it was cool to see her finally be like an actual invited guest because she's an author. Um, so that part was pretty cool. Besides that, though, it's just hanging out with all of you guys. Um, I mean, I roomed with Amory and Kurt, so we made it through the weekend without killing each other. <laughs> uh, I say that lovingly because we wouldn't have killed each other, but um, <laughs> I'm sure to other people it might have looked like we would have, but we wouldn't have. We did have a funny moment where... I, I think it was the night of the NBC party when we got back to the hotel where we were waiting for the elevator. Amory said something and I wasn't paying close enough attention. So I said, what? And she, she got mad at me for having to repeat herself. And Kurt turned around and said, like, you don't ask us to constantly repeat ourselves. <laughs> and she got mad at him, right? She got mad at him. And then we got on the elevator. We, the elevator went up one floor to the lobby. We stopped. I saw something and I made a comment and Obviously, Amory didn't hear me. So the elevator door shut. She goes, what? And then she goes, oh, I get it now. <laughs> and all of this just started.
started laughing and there were two other people in the elevator and they just looked at us like, what is up with you? And the whole way up, like we were going to the 17th floor and stopping at two other places and we just couldn't stop laughing <laughs> because of how funny it was. Like it was, it wasn't even that funny. It just was funny in the moment and it was just whatever. So it's those kind of things that yeah. um, you really enjoy throughout the weekend. So, and seeing other people that you don't ever see. Although doing the interview in the 24th floor on that hotel, I did have that experience on the way back down of seeing practically every floor before yes. making it to the oh lobby Oh, my God, again. that hotel. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, you guys. I actually <laughs> loved the hotel. I did. I actually really loved the hotel. I actually loved the location. I'm sure that Amory and Kirk don't agree, but I love it. But you really do. Like, the, ele- <laughs> the elevators, they take forever to come to your floor. I mean, I swear to God, I've waited for five minutes one day the elevator to ever even come to my floor it could have been longer but it fell by at least five um and then literally we stop at every floor and i was just like i can't handle this elevator (laughs) and i mean there are six elevators it's not like there's just one elevator if it were one i would understand that but there are six elevators and it happened no matter what elevator i got in yeah there were just so many people in that hotel and with everything full, there was always somebody waiting to get on at like every floor. And so I didn't think we were ever going to get back down. How about you, Kyle? Yeah. So, I mean, in general, it's just the the memories of hanging out with people, talking with people at the, at the different tables. Like one thing, there was one woman I met at one of my tables who everyone has their list of people they want to avoid at the press tables, like those problem <laughs> child. So I was describing two of the people that I tend to try to avoid at my tables. And then I was at the, I think it was the Gotham room. I saw this woman again. And one of these people sat at her table. She like, she looked over to me, gave me these evil stare. Like, I know this is one of your people. <laughs> and, and, I just started laughing, and then she was just continued to give me this evil stare. So that was kind of amusing. Uh, and it was true. It was one of the people I had, had wondered about. Uh, um, but, yeah, in general, it's just all uh, just the fun of meeting up with people, either, like, while you're doing all the downtime in the, in the press rooms or at night at the parties or just afterwards when you're just wandering around uh, and you see, it's amazing how with so many people there, you can still run into people, you know, like all the time, like while you're at, at the con, even though there's thousands of people all wandering around. Well, and the more you go, the more people you meet, the more people, you know, and the more people you end up uh, running into. Yeah. For me, it's, it's always the, uh, the, the hanging out, like you said, in the press room, sometimes that's fun, uh, you know, and you know, meeting new people there or whatever. But also the the hanging out. But I think some of the most fun, even though once again, the old spaghetti factory provided some <laughs> of the worst service ever, it also was some of the most fun. <laughs> the, the making fun of the bad service. And we were all so hungry and thirsty that everything was funny. Uh, And then for me, when we finally did get something to drink, I was afraid to drink it because every time somebody said something, (laughs) you were going to laugh. And I didn't want to, you know, spray the table with iced tea. (laughs) But yeah, it, it once again was, at least it wasn't quite as hot up there as it was uh, the previous year. But yeah, just uh, the being told that we didn't have that there wasn't any bread and it was being and then the very like right after he left our table, 
somebody walked by with bread and served it to the table next to us. And then the table on the other side of us. And then the other table got a second thing of bread before we ever got any. So it's a good thing I had to leave early. Or I never would have made my plan. Well, I think you might have been at the airport before we actually got anything at our table. That's no joke, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. It was 25 minutes before we even put in an order. You know, nobody had brought any water or nothing. But, <laughs> well, it was a terrible dining experience. Once we got the food, the food was always good. But, <laughs> and the uh, camaraderie that's built <laughs> in this situation with the with your friends of uh, uh, making fun of the terrible service. That was a lot of fun. Uh, same, like I said, you know, hanging out after the NBC party. Uh, at Sweet Things uh, that night, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, hanging out with uh, Mel and Leah and uh, from Nice Girls and St- and and, uh, and Stacy on Sunday night after we left uh, Old Spaghetti Factory, uh, hanging out at the hotel bar at the Bayfront for a while. That was a lot of fun with the uh, some of the, especially with the uh, dessert ordering that happened at like like 10:30 or something like that. Uh and then trying to figure out what they had actually ordered cuz it was like this little thing of like shot glass desserts, like the desserts that they almost like they used to have at the uh at the Hard Rock at the NBC party, Kyle. Yeah, I saw that photo someone posted <laughs> on Facebook or Instagram or they something. They brought out like these five little desserts, but by the time they came, it couldn't remember like what the five things were supposed to do and for some reason, trying to taste them, couldn't figure out like what one of them was. It's like, does it have no flavor? Like, what was going on? But just uh, all those different times of just hanging out, uh, a lot of those between uh, uh, between the press rooms and and things like that, getting to see people that you only get to see once a year, uh, and uh, you know, hanging out for a bit. That always for me is the is the best times at Comic Con and. With that, I think that uh, that about covers like all the different things you you know that you can see inside, outside, on the convention floor, panels, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and uh, Kyle and I will have uh, we'll be doing our best to get videos out. <laughs> I think Kyle's already got the his uh, dark matter and some dead of summer stuff out up there already. So. Yeah, one bone sweat. The problem is, it's actually, it was faster posting videos from my hotel room than it is at my house. <laughs> like, the, the uploading is so much slower at home for some reason. Well, that definitely wouldn't have been the case at the hotel I had. <laughs> Especially since I couldn't get my uh, computer to work until the last day. And to do that, I had to hook it up to, I had to hook my laptop up to the TV in the room to use the TV as a screen. Uh, to be able to use my laptop since uh, something's gone wrong with the screen on it. Uh, but so it it made it impossible to post anything or to even try to post anything from uh, from Comic-Con this year. Uh, but you can uh, look for all that stuff. We'll have links in the show notes uh, to our sites where you can find all those uh, videos plus our, to our uh, YouTube channels and stuff uh, so that if you want to find out more about uh, what actually happened inside the the press rooms uh, what kind of uh, information we were able to uh, glean from uh, the various actors and eps and stuff uh, you'll be able to find that there 
And we'll move on to uh, close things out with uh, some recommendations. My recommendation is uh, Person of Interest. Uh, season 5 just came out. Uh, uh, the DVD and whatnot just came out on uh, Tuesday, July 19th. And, uh, so all five seasons are out there on DVD. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the show, even though I still haven't been able to get to the final episode yet. <laughs> so, But I, I haven't heard anything bad uh, about it, so uh, it seems that it, it does end pretty well. And I I enjoyed all five seasons uh, of the show. It's got it's got some good action, and then a nice sort of like growing sort of sci-fi overarching story uh, that gets becomes a bigger and bigger part of it as the seasons go along. Uh, so that's uh, that's my recommendation. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so my recommendation is the Nick season two. Uh, it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD on August second. Um, I just really enjoyed the show. It was on Cinemax. Um, it aired two seasons, and I don't know if it'll come back. I, they never said anything. They were looking at a third season and more, but who knows? I just thought it was really well done. Like Every episode was directed by Steven Soderbergh, so it has a very unified feel to it, and it like they shoot everything with like handheld cameras, and it, I just really like the look of the show, and... Um, and it just found it interesting. It, it's basically about what's going on at this hospital back at the turn of the century. So, like, a lot of the procedures and stuff is all this barbaric stuff that uh, nowadays, nowadays, like, there's much simpler solutions. But it, it brings up some very interesting topics over the course of the season. And I feel like the first season, the second season, I thought was even better. So I'll be posting a review of it uh, very soon. All right. And uh, Ray? I said I would recommend the Animaniacs because Animaniacs Live reminded me of how much I love it. I looked it up, by the way. It is streaming on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can watch all four volumes so that you can understand why I have such love for it. I know it is like a kid's cartoon, but it is very some of the humor. It's not adult in like it's adult humor. I just mean that (laughs) it's, um, it's very punny. It's very sarcastic. Um, so even adults would laugh at the humor in it. Um, so I think it's great and you should check it out. And then when Animaniacs Live comes to your town, you can go and see it and love it as much as I do. All right. And as always, you can find uh, links uh, to our recommendations as well as uh, the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 322, where you'll also be able to find, as I said, uh, links to Kyle and I, our site's and our YouTube channels where you can check out the uh, the video interviews and such as we post them from Comic-Con. Uh, and then if you were at Comic-Con, first I'll say, why didn't you tweet us so, you can, so that we could say hi? <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, I'll say, what was it that you enjoyed most about uh, attending Comic-Con? What was your favorite thing? What's the best thing you saw? Uh, let us know, and then uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll read those on a future uh future podcast speaking of future podcast there'll be another one next week i have no idea who will be my co (laughs) who will be my co-host who will be guesting on the podcast as of yet because i was at comic-con and i wasn't really thinking about scheduling guests for the podcast so it may be kyle it may be kyle and somebody else (laughs) kyle doing two voices you never know so uh with that uh 
we'll see you next time on on the podcast and uh thanks uh, kyle and ray for joining me this week and uh it was great seeing you both yes. again agreed yep, it was great seeing here. me no i'm <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs>